0: This is the audio podcast episode 126 The Podcast Falls. It's the 19th of August 2014.
1: It is it is all of those things. Hello.
0: It's early. I'm sorry I got I got I got I got the I got the spacing wrong. It's, it's an early start. There it is. It yeah. Is.
1: It's it's 20 past
2: 10, so we're all absolutely, you know, we'd normally be asleep at this point. Because we're nocturnal at the audio podcast. We wake up at
1: 11. I don't know. Well, we normally early. could. It's usually a two o'clock in the afternoon kind of jobby this, But, yep, going four hours uh, early. Good. But we're here. We had a week off last week um, because it's summer, I guess, is the main reason. Um, but here we're here, Show 126. I'm Samuel Freeman. That was also You've heard Scott Hewitt and Adam Young speaking and get the show and notes. Uh, at, and
2: at theaudiopodcast.go.uk forward slash 126 and it, it kind of I, I kind of wonder if there's any point in saying you can get the podcast here here and here because people are already listening to it so I don't really understand if that makes any sense but I'll do it anyway uh, you can get the podcast at uh, through iTunes uh, YouTube uh, with video so you can see our lovely faces uh, G Radio, uh, and we've got Twitter that's at the audio podcast, and you can email us show at the audio Let us begin.
0: Straight into the news.
1: Great beginning, guys. Great beginning. This, Fantastic. this is slick.
0: Like, this, I, I could tell this is going to go down as okay.
1: uh, a week off and early start. Anyway, the news.
0: Focusrite have a new interface, a Scarlett Solo. Um, it's in a bright red metal box. How about that? Um, and this is a two-in, two-out USB USB interface. Now, I, I thought this was quite an interesting, quite an interesting proposition. But there are lots of weird, kind of weird oddities to it. Um, first of all, it's a single mono preamp. So you have uh, XLR 48 volt on a single preamp, and then the second input is actually just a TRS. So this is really directed towards, I guess the, uh, I would say singer songwriter for one of a better phrase, you know, like a guitarist and and microphone like that. No, would be great for podcasting with. They would. Say, yeah. preamp. So yeah, yeah. the thing that intrigued me the most actually is the fact that they've gone for phono outputs on the back of it.
1: Uh,
2: really? Oh, that's a shame. That's a real shame. Uh, I mean, I've seen quite a few of these uh, single preamp. And then, kind of guitar input, straight line input, um, type doobies. But uh, I don't know, phono outputs. That's pretty cheap.
0: Well, I I, I couldn't decide really because there are like how much does it cost? I haven't, the it? I haven't seen a price yet. I haven't seen a price, but I, I suspect this is in the affordable range. And I so so that's the bit we should really say is that first of all, you know. Focusrite preamps are generally of very good quality and they deliberately stress the fact that this is the same preamp that you would get on any of the other sound cards. So at that point, it is an affordable way of getting a preamp. And let's be honest about it. I'm I'm sure you guys are exactly the same. You've probably got a a sound card of some sorts with eight preamps on it and you've used approximately two of them most of the time, if even Mm. one of them most of the time. And the rest of the time, the other seven just sort of sit around doing nothing and making the box big and heavy, don't they? So I could see how this was a great box to have, but I was really shocked by the phono output. I thought you would at least... It's much better to have a balanced output and then kind of jerry-rig it into a phono amplifier. Because at that point, you're not caring about the quality if you're doing that. Than to just have, here's a phono output and you'll never have anything else. because.
2: But that's the weird thing is that it's because it's a focus right, so therefore it's going to have good preamps but why why hobble it by giving it a a phono outputs and also it could be made more useful by having a nutri combo jack for the preamp input instead of just an xLRM because then at least you could record on the line input you could record stereo input say from a synthesizer if you're just recording synthesizer parts in that's that's problematic so i mean yeah i mean you can say yes this would be great for podcasting and it'll be good for someone who's playing a a, a single track guitar and recording vocals but that's about it you know it's it's actually a bit of a two-trick pony which is a shame
0: yeah, and 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 for the podcast use, it's actually a little bit too big because the second input isn't really needed. So, yeah. you know, if if you're going to go for something really thin and deliberately cut down, you might as well go all the way. And you know, here's a single preamp. Then, that, that and you know, having said that, I think you're fine. This is going to be a great quality interface. You know, it's going to be a good quality interface in terms of input. I think its output isn't going to be great, but then it does refer to the output as monitoring rather than an actual output which i thought was a clever subtlety in terms of you know how it was to be how it was presented because obviously monitoring output is just what you monitor the audio with it's not you know it, it kind of itself with its own labelling kind of encourages you not to consider this the uh, you know a main performance output or
1: Hmm. I suppose the expected use of this is that the output is likely to be connected into a hi-fi system or something like that, rather than into balanced inputs on a mixing desk. Because if you had balanced inputs for your source, then you know you're likely to have preamps and stuff there, and it's, you're in a completely different uh, situation.
2: Then,
1: what what is a mic? What is a mic?
0: A mic? You asked what use of microphone is. That?
1: Hmm. Mm. Adam's gone. Maybe he'll come back with that. Um, you right at the beginning off the top, you said that line that the channel input is just a TRS, but it's a bit more than that because it does have the switch between the instrument or line. So that, as you were saying, you know, for the guitar use of it, that's that's significant. I um, it's something I've been missing. I was a while ago. I was testing those um, gu- guitar amp simulators, and yep, yeah, I was. I was. I don't have the High Z input, so, yeah. it, so it. You know, in the back of my mind, I was aware that the you know judgments on the tone and stuff are not going to be spot on. But yep.
0: First of all, so the uh, in one of those classic moments of you make a new piece of hardware and you have to decide what you're going to support it with. So um, the Scarlet Solo is currently listed as going to be supported on Windows Seven and Windows Eight, as well as OS X ten point six point five and greater. So five, wow, cool. It, well, no, t- ten point six point five, yeah. Yeah. So it it made me just think, wow, it's it, oh. it's a ter- it's a terrifying world, isn't it, for hardware manufacturers when you find yourself supporting <laughs> multiple obsolete <laughs> operating systems <laughs> for But I thought that was a really great, you know, I was really glad that they put that extra level of support in there because it's going to make it a much more practical option for for a lot of people, and I think. Anybody who's really thinking about this kind of product, you're probably wanting to save a little bit of money, so it's likely you might be running on a sec- you know, an older machine anyway. So, and as uh, Sam and I would recommend, or I don't know if Sam would still recommend, ten point six point eight is the man's choice.
1: If you're there already, I mean, you wouldn't buy a new computer and downgrade, would you? I don't know if that's even possible. But
0: I don't know if it's possible, but I I think you might do. Meanwhile, Adam has reappeared, but I don't know if he has actually reappeared.
1: He has rejoined the call, but not yet video. And oh, he's right. pretty quiet, too. Um, Shall we move on? There is more Focusrite. And, yep, and you set up for a beautiful segue here, which I kind of missed, but, you know, we're talking about OS support. And uh, never mind looking backwards, looking forward to Yosemite and Focusrite have announced which products are currently compatible with the public beta of that operating system.
0: Yeah, indeed, so... Um... A couple of things to note. First of all, obviously, um, Yosemite is in beta itself, so not not fully supported yet. So this is not the, this is what it's going to be, this is the what it currently is, and things will probably change from this point onwards. So it should be noted that the, the quality of your beta driver on top of your beta OS is, you know, you, you don't want to be doing anything critical at this point. On, on any of these platforms I, you know, But if
1: you're to... also a beta testing of a software you need to check whether or not it can handle multiple inputs or whatever you, you need to be able to use your hardware for that So, C-
0: Certainly so So you can, um, I put the summary of it which will be correct obviously as of the date on the post but every, you know, you can Go find the page, and that will give you an update to that information there as well. One thing I did notice, I don't know if you noticed it in the list, but the I was reminded that there is the the Sapphire Six had a USB one version as well as a USB two version, which I thought was, mm-hmm. i yeah, i I never realised that they had a uh, that they still supported the USB one version. I thought that was quite cool. That's like a that's almost like a Moto esque sort of level of support, <laughs> isn't it? You know. It's like,
1: and sometimes I wonder whether or not you know it's just the case that it's if the sound card itself isn't doing anything too complicated and it 's not too far away from the u s b spec, then you know maintaining support isn't that difficult is my guess you know it's just i don't know
0: you have to yeah I think you're right because I think the yeah, if you're class compliant <laughs> then it should just work shouldn't it like that that was always that was the dream and the idea of u s b so
1: and even when it's not class compliant, even when you've like built upon that, if you're using kind of regular best practice type stuff, which is although not standardized widely supported or adopted, then I don't know I'm speculating here, perhaps I ought yeah. not yeah. sort
0: of. Shall we um shall we carry on a little bit as as we talk about supporting new new elements here and or new bits? Uh, Sound Radix have announced um AAX plugins, so that brings their Pro Tools 11 support to Auto Align and Surfer EQ. And as is becoming a little bit of a theme, I've noticed here quite a lot of people are using the Pro Tools 11 release as an opportunity to upgrade to rather than doing upgrades for all of their plugins, they're upgrading a new version which is an AAX build and then leaving the Pro Tools 10 and previous versions on the RTA, RTAS build so while it's not being officially announced i think it's quite clear that if you're running less if you're not running Pro Tools 11 then you're likely to be approaching end of life in terms of device you know in terms of plugin support i think and this kind of thing which is which is always going to happen i'm saying people are unlikely to start rolling new versions of software out for lower for now kind of discontinued and older versions of Pro Tools aren't they? But which is really sad because old versions of Pro Tools generally still work quite well. well, actually.
2: Anyway. Oh, move forward, move forward.
1: He's back. Okay, we've made it as oh, far as the next story is. More plugins, more AAX, and other things. We've got to flux. And here comes Spat Version Three.
0: Let's just—is—is is Adam actually back? We—we heard—we heard a moment of I, Adam Yanch.
1: I'm
2: back, but I don't think my video is updating.
0: No, your video is not. But you're a beautiful voice, and for those who are just listening to the audio, they would not be aware that you are currently a black screen.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. To—I—I to, I have no idea what's going on, but I've been having tr- trouble with the old Google Hangouts this morning, so. No idea.
0: That's because you're running a new-fangled version of the operating system there, Adam. No, no. It's
2: (laughs) most likely to do with my internet connection, to be honest. Um, But, yeah. Um, But, yes, SPAT 3, uh, AAX, AU, VST, and uh, is 30% discount promotion during August.
0: Indeed so. SPAT Um, is a... SpaD is a spatialization tool which allows you to control multiple reverbs and assign reverb to particular things particular objects, and also then move objects within a three-dimensional space as well, which is quite a it's quite a cool it, it's quite a cool tool. Have you guys ever ever worked with SPAD? Yeah, probably? I've
1: worked with spad not recently, but it has cool features where not only can you place a sound source so you have an a cha- input channel and it becomes a sound source. Sp- Source in this virtual space, and you can't just as well as setting its coordinates. You can say what direction it's facing in. So you could have something, you could have a sound source, say a trumpet or something, actually stay in the same position but turn around and to face in a different direction, and it puts filtering and phase things on to to simulate that as if it were a real space in a real action. So, yep, yeah, it's got it's got a lot of um subtleties to it, shall we say? Yeah, it's...
2: I think my uh my Brush with spat. I know. I don't think I ever used it, but the the problem was that uh, it used to be an earcam plugin. If this is the same spat, it's then
0: still
2: it, used, it used to be a um, it used to be made by earcam, and earcam's software updating systems were woeful when I was when I came across it in 2005. Stroke six and the computer, this was at uh, at an educational establishment and the computer had to run Mac OS 9 in 2006 because SPAT didn't work on Mac OS 10.
0: Yes, I, I, I remember this being, I remember that being the case as well and the, the other issue was it was a at the, certainly the earlier versions demanded so much uh, resources in terms of actually running running the audio processing that it became a you kind of f- often find yourself in the situation of this is a machine and all it does is run SPAT if I want to use it because that will be <laughs> exhausted at this point here. It was, it was the, it was like freezing tracks before freezing tracks was a door feature. It was, it was the method. <laughs> but, you know,
1: these these horror stories are, are all are all entertaining and stuff, but they are they are from years gone by and it shows that this software, which is now in its new version, has been under development for what, at least ten years. So,
2: well, yeah, it's, it's now been taken over by Flux, and what what are the other, they do some other plugins I believe, and I can't remember the names of any of
1: them. Um, Alchemist is the other big name one, I think.
2: Okay, so they're like a proper, it's like when um, Cycling 74 took Max and kind of turned that into a a commercial product that is still successful today, and is uh, releasing a new version later this year.
0: Indeed so. So uh, David Zuccharelli, the founder of Cycling Seventy uh, Four, took the opportunity last week, it would have been, mm-hmm. August the seventh, to announce on the Max forums the existence of Max Seven and the intention to release Max Seven this coming fall, which is
2: Ooh. which is pretty which cool. Means autumn to uh, UK listeners.
1: Yep. And I'm guessing that the show title word in the fourth fall... yeah, anyway. Never mind. Um so, yeah, Max <laughs> 6.1.8 is released, and anyone purchasing Max 6 from now will get 7 for free. Is that correct? We've got to that kind of grace period. Mm. Is that? Or no, it's a discount, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think no, 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 it is for free. Sorry. Okay. From the from the article we've been referring to, as linked in the show notes, um, from now until the Max 7 release, you can purchase Max 6 for 20% off and then get Max 7 for free. So,
0: yeah. Yep. Um, gen editing is included in 6.1.8 as well. No.
1: Yep. No, That's no, cool.
0: No. That was extra well. And it's pretty cool. I I took what was a fairly long post and summarised what I thought were the main kind of highlights um, of, of it. There. Something I thought was cool is that the the return of the pre five Max object palette, which is kind of nice. As a as a Max four point user, I always used to love the little set of little set of object icons across the top of the uh, patcher window, which oh. you can just go click on.
1: That's classic. Yeah, so the floating cool. palette is, I never liked that, but they did replace it with the keyboard board shortcut, so you don't need a palette anymore, you just press N and type in the name of what you're after. So.
2: Exactly, that. once you learned that shortcut in 5+, plus, it was just like, well, I don't need that, you don't need to move your mouse up to the top of the screen and remember which icon it was that you wanted for the particular thing, you could just type N and then type the name in, perfect.
0: Also, perfect. they're planning on changing the um, authorization methodology as well so it's no longer going to be a serial number onto a machine a bit of software instead you'll be able to essentially log into it and log in log have a machine install max on it start up max and it will ask you to log in and logging in will authorize that machine while it's online and then if you need to you'll be able to do a more permanent kind of installation authorization which will allow you to be offline while working with the machine as well. So.
1: so, this is your, you'll have one cycling 74 account, the same thing that you would use to access the forums and such, yeah. and that will be attached to your, what you've purchased.
0: Brilliant. I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. So, there's, there's loads of stuff. I'm sure we will find out more about it as it gets a little bit nearer to the time um, for the release there as well. I know that there are, uh, Max7 has been around as a beta in a couple of, in a couple of different places, which is cool. Um, yeah so that's, that's pretty awesome
1: the um the i think the most significant addition in max seven was the um, the uh, autosave feature, which hasn't ever existed before nope um, yeah. oh, no even
2: even Max is taking on the uh, autosave methodology of macOS mm. So there you go. That's an announcement of a new version of a big program. And we've got another announcement for a big version of a new version of a big program, which is Reason. We've got uh, version 8 having been announced by Propellerhead.
1: Yes, this will be released at the end of September. It's available now. There's also the grace period going back in time a bit, I think. Uh, Okay, I'm not sure. Maybe June or something. If you've bought bought since the 1st of July, reason seven, then you'll get the reason eight as an upgrade for free. And so what's new in reason eight? Um they've changed the workflow a bit is what they're saying. They've what used to be a floating kind of palette window for browsing stuff has been merged with their um, sample and patch and preset browser which would also float. And they've all been integrated into a kind of side panel so that it's no longer kind of get in the way over the top of the rack, which seems yeah, definitely be an easy way of doing things. The guitar amp simulators have been changed. Um, the Line 6 ones are still going to be there, but eventually they're going to be dropped off. And instead, we've got Sample Tube, hang on, Soft Tube, Soft Tube bass and guitar amp models are in there as new things. And apart from that, seems to be the main thing that's um, currently available in terms of what's new. I mean, things look a bit kind of smoother or whatever, I don't know. But nothing nothing groundbreaking, I don't think. But I think I think it's gonna be about the subtlety of what's new in here.
0: That's yeah. the way to make friends there at Sam I like that. Hey,
1: way. I've I looked That's I looked fun. really hard for a list of like bullet points of what's new. It didn't exist. Because no, no, I, but I, it's not I, you know, there's quite a few weeks yet before it's actually released, so there's time for them to eke out more specific details. <laughs>
2: It's time for them to add some major uh, software updates within that uh, t- two-month period.
1: Um, I think they're probably so... already there, Adam. I'm just suggesting that they're only letting them out slowly. And of course, you know, it, it occurred to me to um, phone up a friend who will have been beta testing, but he wouldn't have been able to tell me anyway, or, could, or at least I wouldn't have been able to tell you. NDA. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. I've I've actually been delib- deliberately now avoiding people who have. Who will be beta testing software, or at least asking them not to tell me anything about it, so they can. <laughs> so if you so see we, them
2: in the street, you just walk past. You put your hand up over your eyes and walk past them, like you're...
0: Yeah, straight, straight into a lamppost. <laughs> yeah, I turn my headphones up really loud as well. So, so well, we we can't report something, so I'm I'm very aware of that it's much easier for me to be able to report. You know, it's much well, easier it's big news. to other leaks of it, isn't it, than it is for us to be the potential leak ourselves because we don't want to get involved.
2: Yes, and it's big news that um, that you have a, a major update for one of the significant musical programs of, of our time. And with that, we conclude the news.
0: The news, excellent stuff. We're we're head towards the plunder via a quick impromptu ever section. Adam, has there been a Logic update this week? <laughs>
2: I have no idea. I haven't been using Logic for um, a few weeks now, so. Is there a new logic update?
0: I don't know. No. The answer is no, actually.
2: Oh, OK. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't understand the significance. I think I'll be ready to come back to that once. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They fixed the problems I had with it. So uh,
0: so, so you used to care. Exactly the right answer. I used
2: to care, and now now I've been using Machine Studio and Machine and enjoying that. So there, go. there you
0: go. Yep. Well. While many of you may consider the audio podcast to be a venerable news source and an incredibly entertaining source of random information and facts, which we like to entitle Plunder, we should remember that our dear medium is far older than we are.
2: Well, yes. I mean, it would have to be, really. (laughs) But yes, uh, in the last week, Ars Technica uh, posted an article chronicling the last 10 years of podcasting The uh, the inception date of podcasting is under well I don't think it's um, they've just picked a date which was in 2004 and said that's the start of podcasting Um, but this is a very good article it basically kind of explains the start how it kind of came about and then it reached mainstream uh, with a lot of help from iTunes Steve Jobs coming in and saying okay we're gonna put podcasts into iTunes directly. you know, some um, blogs, Some podcasts have become big. Uh, it's become a kind of medium in its own right. And recently there have been some legal tussles regarding um, inter- intellectual property in uh, inverted commas. Uh, one particular company saying that it owns the patent to copywriting, which is clearly ludicrous. Um, but they're still yes. um, trying to... Uh, use that against people who podcast this is a so, patent
1: that was um, granted in it two thousand and twelve
2: is that right it's something very recent and uh, but it's kind of linked to an old patent that someone did before podcasting but it was so generic that it's it's like it's episodic content it's like oh uh, uh it's just a way of of Doing something on a computer is what it's um, kind of billed as. But, the uh,
0: the Electronic Freedom Foundation, the EFF, has been has been leading part of leading the defence against that at the moment. And we did uh, even mention that a, maybe even a year ago. Actually, it's been going hmm. quite well, hasn't it? That issue. There,
2: so. Well, uh, actually, there was some news um, that came in in the last twelve hours, which is that uh, Personal Audio LLC who are the patent holder and sued uh, a podcaster called Adam Carolla uh, or Carolla? I'm not sure how it's uh, pronounced. Um, they've actually walked away, they've, they've settled, but not um, Adam Carolla hasn't had to pay any money, It's it's thought, to personal audio. I think personal audio are like, this guy doesn't make enough money for us to really benefit financially from this, and it's possible that they could strike down our patent so let's walk away but uh but that that's come to light in the last 12 hours um but sam you were looking at a or looking for a, a video of Steve Jobs announcing podcasting
1: yes at the very end of the Ars technica um article on page three at the end they have a promoted comment where somebody has posted a link i will repost this link into the show notes as well on this item um yeah this is oh gosh what year was it though anyway it's it's one of the apple developer conference type things steve jobs kind of showing the new integrated podcast feature of itunes and saying how showing how easy it is to subscribe to a thing and download the content, listen to the most recent show, and he does this. Um, I, I, I'm not sure exactly how genuine this is. Like, I suspect that he may have known, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, you certainly get the impression that it wasn't planned because the intro is um, full of swearing, and <laughs> when, the, when the presenter starts speaking, he tells of how he's had a lot of trouble recording this particular episode of the podcast because his MacBook has been crashing a lot and things like this. So...
0: Well, I, if... I know, I know a little bit more of the legend regarding this story. Is what actually happened is that iTunes was set up with a show with a show pre-downloaded, and that was the show he was meant to play. That was the opening. Segment, <laughs> <I> was <laughs> and it downloaded
2: another one while no, he no, was.
0: But what happened was there was another show in the feed, and he selected the show that hadn't been downloaded. Because obviously, it's classic Steve Jobs, isn't it? In terms of he wants to show you the cool feature. The, you know, like the cool new feature. Like the, the cool new feature isn't that you can play an audio file. That was something you could do previously. It's that you can get an audio file from somewhere and then play it. So he was like, I want to get the audio file. And he then... Does he makes
1: a point of this being the, the, the most recent thing. Like it's downloading right now. Let's listen. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that, I can
2: believe that. I, I don't think that Steve Jobs would have been edgy enough to actually put that into a keynote to have a swearing thing. I mean, if the audio podcast had been around then, and, you know, we've, we've made maybe two slips on the swearing front in the history of the podcast, so we've done a very good job. Uh, I would say that he would have been safer with us, but uh, we weren't around at the time.
0: We weren't around at the time. Well, sometimes people make giant mistakes, but sometimes people make things intentionally giant
2: so sometimes people make giant mistakes. Sometimes people make giant versions of drum machines. And that's what uh, a bunch of people
1: in Edinburgh have done. Yes, this is Ray. We are Ray. Um, RA. Yeah, well, they've made a 9 foot 909. That's what they've done. They have taken a. Um, oh, what's the name of the new one? What's the thing that's inside? Oh, it's the area TR8. TR8. There you go. So the sounds are kind of authentically Roland and they've put one of those inside a nine-foot box with great big buttons that can be pressed to to play the Te- drum machine.
2: Technically very simple, You, you obviously they've got a, a CV to MIDI converter, they've connected the MIDI up to the correct uh, MIDI messages and just plays directly into the machine. I suppose the challenge is making the box, but there's a video about that, they're actually there on a windy day in Edinburgh and they're putting together the uh the big enclosure made of wood.
0: And the um the, the, the giant the, the, the big nine oh nine is um is actually at a whole variety of festivals over the next couple of next coming weeks. It's been built for a reason. It's not a Oh so it hasn't just like... been met,
2: built yeah. for no reason.
0: Yeah. Well no but you you know how like sometimes people build giant ridiculous things because it's fun and cool. But this is actually a, it's been built because it's essentially a kind of interactive installation that's going to be on show at a variety of festivals all over the country. So there you go. So, you have a chance to see it. You could bump into it, just minding your own business at the shops, and there it will be. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and talking about doing things for, a random, for for no good reason, or just randomly, or just for fun, um, that, that in my mind, this was working in some way, and it failed to work out. Um, a really cool little thing that I found on Reddit, though, which I don't know if of you guys saw this or not, but uh, somebody posted on Reddit the fact that they were really excited to go, sing the, go see The Offspring, who I didn't realize was still touring even. Um, but they weren't <laughs> going to be able to make it because uh, their friend was in a coma, and um, The Offspring replied. They did indeed. Yeah. <clears throat> Good worked Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty cool well I mean
1: it's a
2: very good way to i mean I'm going to be a bit cynical here, but it's a very good way of uh, of putting getting your name back back out there because you know that that tune that they wrote that was very that was a hit ten Which... fifteen years ago and whenever I think of that song I'm like, what was the name of the band and I can never remember the name of the band I always think it's somebody else and uh and yeah I mean
0: was it a what was the, Is this song, what, Pretty Fly for a White Guy? Was that the right one?
2: That was the right one. That was the one there.
0: I was just um, thinking, I'm sure that's the song, but Adam didn't mention it. Maybe Adam's forgotten the name, and it's going to infuse well, yeah. our listeners.
2: I, I, can remember the, I can remember the song, and I can remember the video, but uh, the name of the song and the name of the band usually escapes me.
0: That's, I, I kind of feel like I want to have a little sing-along of it now, but... YouTube's probably likely to take us down or something if we do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. It's alright. It well, anyway. Just like good nice guys, you know? Like they're... <laughs> yeah. I
0: thought that's was cool. To be honest, the thing I was going to mention to people is, I do this all the time, but this is one of these kind of stories where you're reminded that there is a lot to be said to just asking. Like, I tell my students this all the time that if you ask people nicely it's amazing how often they say yes and that includes them sending you like free things to play with and stuff. The um,
1: the, <laughs> the the tour the question the gig the question that these guys were going to go to before one of them was in a car accident and ended up in a coma um the Offspring were planning well did play the entire Smash album, an album that's, which name is Smash so this is like a, one of their most famous albums and <clears throat> the Reddit article that was first posted tells how, like, they grew up listening to this album, and I've just looked it up, and it was released in 1994, thus supporting my great albums released in 94 theory, which is um kind of loose, but has been mentioned before. Anyway, that's,
0: that's good, like yeah. I was trying. Is that the same year as Pretty Fly? Oh no, that was from Americana in 1998.
2: Yeah, Pretty Fly for a White Guy was like late 90s.
0: I remember that was a pretty good. I, I thought it was a kind of fun track actually. but There we go. Mm.
2: It had a, yeah, it was an interesting, it was quirky. Mm. It was quirky. And, I mean, that's it. I mean, the, the plunder's over.
0: But, which but, means the show's it. over. We, we've we made it to the end of this week's show, and as suspected, it has been, it's one of the greatest ever. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there you we go. Well, that's the case. Now, I believe, according to, well, I think we're I think this is the end of the audio podcast until September.
1: oh oh unless cause... well next week in the u k um it's a bank holiday weekend, which means that Monday is a non working day, which means that Tuesday is kind of gonna is hazy um so yeah, definitely not next week, but then yeah okay, let's leave it till September. I'm happy with that
0: well. Because it next week is the 26th, and then the week after that is the second of September.
1: Oh right, there you go. Score for Sam's temporal awareness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what.
2: I mean that it doesn't seem like it's only two weeks away, September, does it? Yeah.
0: There Ooh. we go. Well, such as it was, So the we we will return in September. Um, you notice I haven't. I'm only committing to September as well. There, the the astute audio podcast listeners will <laughs> know. Will have noted that they will. They'll be like, oh yes, this is the. This could be the beginning of a unannounced sabbatical. No, it is not. It is not. Our intention is to return in September. There's so much new stuff on its way. We're we're going to be back. I think we're, our intention is indeed to be back. But for now, this is the end of the audio podcast show one two six. The podcast falls. You were right about the the fall being um. You know, things being announced in the fall and stuff like that, but it was also a little reference to the fact Saturday sees the return of Doctor Who.
2: Ah. It's got nothing to do with the band, The
0: Fall. Yes, that as well. Why not? Yeah. Triple referencing in the title there. That's how good my show titles are.
2: Yeah. Even though we didn't talk about The Fall at all, apart from now, and that's in a referential thing, so it doesn't count.
0: Well, we talked about The Fall as a duration of, as a season of the year.
1: Yeah, go. well, well, yes, yes. One day I might measure how long happens after this is the end of the show before the actual end of the show. Oh, it's
2: right. you... No, we're it's usually it. pretty fast at <laughs>
1: we're usually pretty good at wrapping up.
2: Remember, everyone, you can uh, you can go to theaudiopodcast.co.uk and browse all of the uh, old shows and everything like that. You can get in contact with us via Twitter and uh, over email. That's uh, at the audio podcast show at the audio podcast at
1: And thank you to the listeners who did point out um, some really new stories that were included this week during our time off last week. Thank you very much to you.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. I think that's what we do next.
1: <laughs>
2: Goodbye. <laughs>